thanks for listening to this sermon from Cedar Springs Church. We know life is busy and it's easy to get caught up running in so many directions. At Cedar Springs, we see you and we're with you. We also understand the feeling inside of you for something deeper. In fact, we believe God created us for those deeper things and we want to help you discover them. We want to introduce you to a life lived deeply with God and with others. If you're not already, we invite you to visit us during one of our Sunday worship services. We are all working toward taking our next step to move into deeper faith and community. So come, take your next step with us. We don't want you to settle for life as normal because you were made to live deeply. The word of the Lord from Luke chapter 2. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Friends, this is the gospel of Christ. Well, good evening again. Uh, So good to have this opportunity to to worship together this Christmas Eve. If you're new with us, my name is James Forsyth, and it's my privilege week in, week out here at Cedar Springs to open up God's Word and uh, share with you as together we learn more about His love for us and its implications for our lives. So as we ready our hearts to do that again together just now, let's first bow our heads together and pray. Father, when we read the gospel story, the response to it is is worship. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. And I pray, Lord, that as we spend a few moments remembering together just now, that you would uh, spare us from simply going through the motions, spare us from checking the box, doing the whole kind of Christmas Eve, Eve routine, but Lord, would you work worship in our hearts? Would you meet with us in such a way that we ourselves say glory to God in the highest? We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you an important announcement. Familiar with those words? When breaking news hits our TV screens or perhaps the the radio station that we're we're listening to, uh, they bring us uh, an important announcement that they deem uh, so vital, so necessary for us to hear that they'll interrupt their regularly scheduled programming in order to tell us something they think we really need to hear. So I remember watching Clemson play Texas A&M in the season opener several years ago, a really close game, 
tight finish. I'm watching with a guy who's just a, a rabid Clemson fan. I'm not sure if there are other types of Clemson fan, but this is one rabid Clemson fan. And very near the end of the game, it's just a field goal, field goal in it. And the ABC decides that this is a good time to interrupt our broadcast with an important announcement. On comes the news that Supreme Court Judge William Rehnquist had just passed away. Well, my friend, he was not convinced that this was news important enough to be interrupting his broadcast. Some colorful language followed, and he's a pastor, so, you know, that's how, that's how it went down. Do you remember, though, the last time you heard those words? Breaking news! Telling you something you needed to know, some important event, perhaps um, some extreme weather that's heading your way, information that you need to know, information that you need to act upon, information that might even save your life. Well, tonight in Luke chapter 2, we get some breaking news. It comes to us uh, first to the shepherds. Look down in verse 8. In the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Now, what comes to mind when you think of these shepherds? Do you think of some fluffy sheep being watched over by men with equally fluffy beards, and, you know, the sun is shining, and the birds are singing, and the hills are rolling, and everything is is beautiful and and green? Well, in Jesus' day, the shepherds were actually quite a disreputable group. They weren't appreciated or respected at the time in which they lived. Why? Well, at least three reasons. First of all, they were considered uneducated. They were a poor, unskilled class of men who did work that was seen to be necessary, but not really impressive. In other words, their resumes were not impressive to to the elites. And the establishment looked down on shepherds with this kind of air of superiority. Not only, though, were they uneducated, they were also seen as unreliable, They had a a bad reputation. In fact, so bad was their reputation that shepherds in Jesus' day weren't even allowed to give evidence in a court of law. Even if they'd been eyewitnesses to, to a crime, they were deemed so unreliable that their evidence wouldn't be admitted. Third, not only are they uneducated and unreliable, but they were also seen as unclean. Unclean, of course, Physically, if you've ever been around real sheep, you know it's not a nice smell. It's not a pretty picture. But more importantly, uh, unclean religiously. What, what does this mean? Well, their profession stopped them from fulfilling the Old Testament laws. So the shepherds didn't attend the temple, and they didn't offer the necessary sacrifices, and they didn't conduct the necessary uh, ceremonial washings, so on and so forth. In our world, they didn't go to worship, they weren't in a small group, and they never volunteered to serve. (laughs) And so they were uneducated, unreliable, unclean. They were seen as ignorant, irresponsible, and irreligious. And it's to them that the gospel comes. It's to them that breaking news comes. Not from the lips of a news anchor, but look at verse 9, on the lips of an angel. 
an angel who brings light first literally and then theologically. Literally in verse 9, an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they, the shepherds, were filled with great fear. Into the darkness of the night, light erupts. Angels appear with dramatic swiftness and the light of the glory of God pierces the night air. The shepherds, understandably, stumble back in fear. Their eyes can't quite take in what it is they're seeing, and their minds and hearts are trying to adjust to what's happening as well. And then the angel brings theological light, speaking our news flash, our breaking news in verse 10 and 11. You see it there? Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy. That will be for who? All the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. So their breaking news has a preface. Not we interrupt this broadcast, but first, fear not. Don't be afraid. To a group of shepherds who are understandably afraid, the angel begins by saying, there's no need to be afraid. Are you afraid? Are you anxious? Are you worried? Fear not. Fear not, why? Well, I bring you good news of great joy. Literally, I bring you good news. I, I bring you gospel. Gospel of great joy. The word for great in Greek is mega. Literally, this verse says, I bring you gospel of mega joy. That's what the angels are bringing. And who's it for? For all the people. Not just for the popular not just for the powerful, not just for those considered pious, but for the uneducated, <laughs> for those who are <laughs> unreliable, for those who are unclean, for the ignorant, the irresponsible, the irreligious. What's the point? It doesn't matter who you are and it doesn't matter what you've done. The good news of Christmas is for everyone. It's for everyone. And here it is. What is this good news? Verse 11, the breaking news. Unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Jesus called three things. First, Savior. He's, he's the one who will save his people from their sins. Second, the Christ. He's the Messiah. He's the anointed one. He's the one that we've been waiting for. Third, he's He's the Lord, the master who will rule over all. Our shepherds are introduced to a different kind of sheep. A lamb of God is going to take away the sin of the world. Probably my um, favorite movie of, uh, of this year uh, came from a, a cave in Thailand, The Rescue. It's a documentary. I don't know if any of you have seen it, but it tells the incredible story that captivated the world and certainly dominated our news cycle back in 2018. On June 23rd, 2018, 12 members of the Wild Boars youth soccer team, some of whom were only 11 years old, finished up practice and then went on a field trip together to explore a local network of caves 
with their 25-year-old coach. Well, it was meant to be a field trip to, to celebrate one of the team members' birthdays, but it soon it turned into a desperate ordeal as they found themselves trapped in that network of caves by rising floodwaters. The path they'd taken in couldn't be retraced. There was no way for them to get out, and as the water continued to rise, they feared that they would drown. Well, stuck they were for the first nine days, nine days, 12 wee boys and their coach, with no contact with anyone from, from the surface. They survived by eating the snacks that they brought along for the birthday party and by drinking the water that dripped down from, from the cave walls. Their coach huddled them together in, in the coldness and, 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 and the dark and tried to keep morale high, and they had no idea, of course, of the remarkable scene that was unfolding on the surface. Why? Because far away, little to their knowledge, the Thai government and the Thai people had kicked into overdrive to figure out how to rescue these kids. They enlisted, get this, an international team of over 10,000 people, including over 100 governmental agencies, over 2,000 soldiers, 900 police officers, over 100 divers. They used 10 helicopters, seven ambulances, millions of dollars of diving equipment. They pumped over a billion liters of water from the network of caves, and no expense was spared. One Thai diver even lost his life as he replaced oxygen canisters that would be needed for the rescue. Meanwhile, of course, the kids, trapped in the dark, didn't even know that anyone was looking for them. Once they'd been in there for over 200 hours of isolation, though, they heard a noise. <laughs> and listen to how one of the wee boys describes it. Sam On, one of those boys, 14 years old, who'd been trapped, described it this way. We were sitting on the floor, and coach told us to quiet down. I wonder how many times their poor coach had told them to quiet down. <laughs> coach told us to quiet down and told us to stop speaking. It was real. There was someone there. I was really excited. I was shocked. And coach told me to go down first. I was scared to go down myself. When I went down, I immediately said, hello? Is there anyone there? Well, the first rescuers, a pair of, of British divers, answered that call, and now the wee boy continues. I didn't know what to say. All I was able to say was, hello. So all we said was, hello, 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 to each other, back and forth. It was very magical. I was very surprised. I was very shocked. <sighs> Why was this moment so magical? Why was he so surprised? Why were they all so shocked? Because it was at this moment that 12 wee boys and their coach knew that we can't save ourselves, but someone has come to get us. We can't save ourselves, but someone has come to get us. And there's the gospel of Christmas. The breaking news of Christmas. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. We can't save ourselves, but someone, someone has come to get us. And so we ask ourselves, do we not ask ourselves, have we received them? As a bunch of uneducated, 
unreliable, unclean people? <laughs> have we received Jesus as our own? Have, have, we, have we allowed him to rescue us? Trapped in, 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 the, in the darkness of our, of our own cave, trapped in the darkness of sin, that, the brokenness and, and dysfunction that, that lives within, within, within all of us. Unable to, to save ourselves, have we received the forgiveness that he offers us full and free? If you have, then with the angels, give God glory. And enjoy Christmas. Celebrate Christmas that though we were trapped in sin, someone has come to save us. Glory be to God in the highest. Though we couldn't save ourselves, we heard Jesus break in. Someone has come to save us, so glory be to God in the highest. And we ourselves have now been saved by him. He has come to save us, so glory be to God in the highest. You know, friends, um, <laughs> the reality is that most breaking news isn't that important. <clears throat> most breaking news isn't even all that urgent. We like to label all news breaking news in, in these days. But every now and again, there is a word, a word that's worthy of the name, information that we need to know, information that we need to act upon, information that might even save our lives. And here in Luke chapter 2, we have just that. We can't save ourselves, so Jesus came to save us. Unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. It's the kind of breaking news we can all be glad to hear. Amen. Father, we thank you for the clarity of, of your word that you sent Jesus uh, on a rescue mission to save us when we couldn't save ourselves. And that's what we celebrate this Christmas, that he has come. And so we can be saved and we can be back in relationship with you and all can be well. So Lord, we say glory to God in the highest. And with us, there's peace because we know that in Christ, with us, you are well pleased. We pray these things in his happy name. Amen.